0: Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 64 for Friday, April 16th, 2010. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can email me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. This episode of the podcast is dedicated to the victims of the earthquake in Haiti. The musical response to the earthquake in Haiti was the Sound Off for Haiti Benefit Festival, which was held in New York City on January 30th, 2010. The festival was organized by musician Jessica Valiente of the band Los Mas Valientes, based in New York City. The money raised at the festival went to benefit the American Red Cross Haiti Relief Fund and all of the CD album sales by the musicians performing during the event donated 100% of their proceeds to the fund as well. There were nine bands that performed during the day, and two had a Klezmer influence. Uh, one is Metropolitan Klezmer, and the other is Los Mas Valientes. So I have two interviews for you today. The first is with Metropolitan Klezmer and the band members Eve Sicular and Deborah Kreisberg. And after that, we have the interview with Jessica Valiente talking about the festival and what prompted her to put the event on. I also have a couple of tracks for you to hear. So we'll get to that in between, but right now here's Metropolitan Klezmer. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer podcast and I'm in New York city at the sound off for Haiti, Fundraising Festival in uh, New York City, and I'm speaking with Eve Sikuler and Deborah Kreisberg of Metropolitan Klezmer, who just performed a wonderful set for the festival. Uh, Eve, uh, welcome to Klezmer Podcast well, again.
1: Thank you very much, Keith. It's it's great to be on again, and it's <laughs> great to play these benefits. And so, thank you for coming down.
0: Great, and we have Deborah. Kreisberg, uh, clarinet and saxophone player. Uh, nice to finally get you to speak to me also for the podcast.
2: <laughs> nice to meet you and speak to you, and thanks so much for, for your interest and in, and for coming and, and hearing us.
0: Yeah, this is a uh, wonderful event that they're having to uh, fundraise for the Haiti earthquake relief. So um, you did this today, and you also did another uh, fundraiser all, earlier this week. Uh, so tell me how you got into uh, doing both of these.
1: Well, I, I feel really fortunate that, you know, we're given the um, the support, we're given the media, I'm trying to say this, you're <laughs> going to edit this part. Um, I'm glad that we're, we're being given this way to support uh, the Haitian effort because uh, being in the New York music scene, we know different people who have said about organizing things on very short notice. So Today was organized by uh, Jessica Valiente, who is a wonderful flutist and band leader for Latin jazz octet called Los Mas Valientes, and actually our two groups have kind of a history of people who've played, especially Deborah, who plays with both Los Mas Valientes and Metropolitan Klezmer, as well as our other group, Isle of Klezmos, and Jessica organized today's event, which is uh, a bunch of people in different kinds of musical styles around the New York scene, and... Thursday's event was uh, all, it was called uh, Jewish Artists for Haiti, so it was all different styles of Jewish music, and that was organized by a number of different organizations, and the real driving force behind that was Adrienne Cooper, and uh, she's of course a wonderful performer, and also at the Workman Circle, and Frank London, who had his Klezmer Brass All-Stars there and, of course, is one of the co-founders of the Klezmatics. So we're just fortunate that we know people who asked us to step up and, w- and that we were able to have a lineup for both of those to offer for these two dates.
0: Yeah, talk about, um, from your aspect, Deborah.
1: Oh, sure.
2: Um, well, it was it was certainly wonderful to play the Jewish artis- artists for Haiti uh, benefit that Eve was just talking about. And, um... And this was really fun to play today, and I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing in a, a little while with Los Mas Valientes. But um, the, this whole thing of, of klezmer, especially Jewish artists for Haiti, makes me think of, and I hope I have this right, the, the Hebrew word tikkun, which means repairing the world. And so it just makes me, uh, it just you know, that's what comes to mind when I think of doing something like this. And, and so it's it makes it... Um, you know you know we feel really good doing it so
0: great well there's a lot of great acts going on today so it, it, it's great that um your band got involved with it too and you're doing it twice so yeah. you're doing the double double yeah. the mitzvah <laughs> Debra
1: gets the triple mitzvah points that's right get... and, and actually we, we don't know yet what the total will be for today and of course today is a very cold day in new york and uh Thursday night was pretty extraordinary. They they earned $15,000 with that one event. So we feel really very glad to have been called on, you know, to be some people participating. And it's nice because everybody helps publicize the events. You know, a lot of the artists, some people who uh, had heard of us for many years but had never actually heard us, you know, were there, including other performers. And that's what happens is sometimes you're all busy in the same you know, city performing, but you don't actually get to hear each other. So that was a nice thing. Even though sometimes you're in the green room, you know, the, the up room or whatever, you still don't get to hear people you're on the same (laughs) event with, but we did have different people that, you know, it was a nice, it was a nice overlap there.
0: Right. And it's nice to meet you guys because last time we did a podcast was on the phone. So, um, did that, and I've listened to the CDs. So, not nice to actually see you guys in person. So, well, <laughs> it's really fun. So, uh, Deborah, why don't you tell me about uh, how you got started with the band, and um, and how you got started with with the Latin group, also?
2: Oh, sure. Um, so, with Metropolitan Klezmer and Isle of Klezbos, um I had a very close friend who who is a bass player, um, and her name is Catherine Popper, and she was playing in the band Isle of Klesbos, and um, I was playing in other groups with her, and she uh, in, invited me to meet Eve and to um, start learning this music, and she thought it would be... Uh, she just kept saying to me, you should really be doing this, you should really be playing in this band, and so she in, invited me to to meet Eve and start um, start working on this stuff. So she, she brought me in, and then... Uh, um, you know, so, had you
0: been playing had you been playing klezmer before, or you just started playing klezmer when they brought you in?
2: I started playing klezmer with this band, uh, and so I, I hadn't played klezmer before. I, I didn't; it wasn't really on my radar as something that I had aspired to do, and I hadn't really heard it much before. Although I grew up, uh, you know, I, I'm Jewish, so I grew up and went to synagogue and heard all the modes, um, cantorial modes in temple. Um, Though we weren't super observ- observant, I heard it enough to have it in my ear, um, and uh, so yeah, it was a great opportunity to to start learning, and I really fell in love with the music, and um, went went from there. So,
0: right, and the, and the Latin group,
2: the Latin group. Um, Again, actually, the, 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 two, the two things have my friend Catherine, and Popper, the, the, Catherine Popper in common. <laughs> um, she's actually a friend. I went to Manhattan School of Music, and we met there. And uh, she was uh, she, maybe a little more gregarious than me about getting out and meeting other musicians. And so she met Jessica Valiente uh, at, a, at a jazz club. And um, Jessica was forming a group, an all-female quartet at the time. And um both Catherine and I played in that group together, so she invited me to come play with Jessica's group. Um and that band actually eventually evolved um into what is now Los Mas Valientes. So um at the time it was more of a straight ahead jazz group and then but Jessica started getting more deeper into her own heritage and her background as a um you know the you know as a Latino person and uh you know and so she started bringing that element into the band, and and it just really became a Latin uh, Latin group. So
1: it's it's really cool because I didn't know Los Mas Valientes before Deborah started playing with us. But um, one great thing about their band that you know is also true of our band to an extent is that um, you know not only do they do a lot of original material as well as like traditional or folkloric or whatever, but a lot of what they do is. Original and it's written by several different people in the group. And so that's really been great. And one of the pieces you heard us do today was written by Rick Faulkner, the trombonist, and it's this Klezmer cumbia. And actually both Metropolitan Klezmer and also Los Mas Valientes play Cartagena Hussetl, his, his piece. <laughs> and we're just waiting. We haven't actually released a recording of it from the Klezmer band because it, it'll be something that he'll first publish Los Mas Valientes, and so not only does Los Mas Valientes have a bunch of albums, um, Jessica and Rick also have three little daughters. So production schedule, you know, you know how it is, Keith, as like a father. And
2: to to (laughs) further complicate, uh, or I don't know if "complicate" is the right word, but to to further uh, uh, intertwine all of the genres, uh, Jessica became aware of klezmer because I was playing it, and then Rick started playing it, and now there is a song that we're going to play tonight called The Dominican Girl in the Kosher Isle, so, <laughs> which mixes uh, klezmer, um, specifically the Hasadol um, uh, uh, genre of klezmer, um, with bachata, so uh, that, it's, a, it's a very fun song and uh, a fun mix of the two styles, so um, there we go. Wow, well, I... Mean,
0: I- <laughs> You know, it, 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 those two seem to be creeping uh, creeping around. There's there's some other groups. You know, I, I've I've talked to Roberto Rodriguez here and and uh, uh, Hip Hop Pudios and and um, uh, uh, David Bookbinders group uh, up in Toronto. Um, yeah. Odessa Havana. Uh, Odessa Havana. Oh, He's got oh, another oh, another group. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's seems to be more of this uh, crossover happening. So well, it's they pretty had, cool. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, and there's there's kind of other exponents. They had that big um, concert that was part of the Lincoln Center Out of Doors, you know, that was highlighting um, some of that work. And, and I just want to say one other thing that's that's a little bit of a departure from um, specifically the the Latin and, and Klezmer connection, but also in our band um, as far as Deborah and, uh, you know, different people and their backgrounds. Um, we now also have, for Isle of Klezmos, we're kind of a half Eastman School of Music band. There's um, our trumpet player, Pam Fleming, um, was at Eastman actually several years before Deborah. So they didn't know each other up in Rochester, but she was one of the first people that um, that joined Metropolitan Klezmer. She was the first person that joined it after I, I initially founded it with Ismael Butera and Michael Hess and so and Dave Hofstra, our bass player. And so the three of them are still in the band. And of course, earlier it was with Howie Lease, you know, the Dear Departed clarinet and sax player. So that was the five we started with, and then Pam was the first person who came on board after that. So she had gone to Eastman, um, and so uh, now also Melissa Missy Fogarty, who you heard singing today, she was at Eastman at the same time as Deborah, and then Deborah subsequently was at Manhattan School and met... Catherine, so we have Deborah's higher education to thank for getting all this together.
0: <laughs> I don't know about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, Eastman and Manhattan uh, made the rounds there.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, at, at Eastman, I, I actually did uh, quite a... My, my main instrument is saxophone, and I was obligated, and I actually really loved it. Um, I started on classical saxophone, and that was the first thing I ever did, really, with the saxophone. But then I got more interested in jazz, and so I d- decided to focus on that um, at Manhattan School. So. Great. And then,
1: she was just waiting to have her clarinet burgeon, which yes. it now has. <laughs> and I think, um, yeah, someday, someday, I know there was like a, an era of Deborah and the Barry Sax, so maybe someday I'll get to hear that as well.
0: So so you're off the training clarinet and you're on the on the real clarinet now, right? Because you've been playing it long enough. Oh
2: I I I, I hope so. I, I do, you know, I, I don't think I could say that. <laughs> I don't think I I will never I will never be comfortable saying that, but <laughs>
1: but uh but well, I, I hope that's so. what I aspire to. Yes, no, absolutely. And it's it's also interesting because um you know, I also grew up not really, you know, even aware too much of of Yiddish culture per se, but then really, you know, studying Russian and and doing music, it all kind of came together. And um, I feel like um, there's a certain kind of New York, um, I don't know, just just one generation away from the Yiddish speakers, you know, that's pretty much where, where I'm coming from. And I guess you're also... Much coming from that, so it's it's kind of a, a great thing to be in New York where you know there's you don't have to really um, try to art, it. it's like even if you're not if you haven't grown up so much aware of it, um, then once you are, suddenly all these things kind of become apparent, you know. And um, so, I, I always feel like um, when uh, I look back at all the music I had done before. I first heard Klezmer my senior year in college, and it was actually the Klezmer Conservatory Band. Um,
0: That's a good place to start. Yeah,
1: well, you know, I was lucky. And it was when Don Byron was still, like, wearing the big, you know, wide-brimmed hat and doing the whole shtick and the first the first number and everything. But, um, yeah, it just feels like there was a whole lot of... Um, that's the thing about playing a, an event like today. You know, there are so many different kinds of music that I played before I came to Klezmer. So I, I love it that we played an event that was all different kinds of Jewish music on Thursday, and now we're playing an event that's we're the only band that's doing a particularly Jewish music, but that we're really you know comfortable in both of those environments and happy to be just you know doing music.
0: That's more of a world music kind of thing here today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Love. And including jazz and including some, like just now there was a kind of Afro-Dominican, I don't know, punk band up there. So, you know, they've got all kinds but of...
0: But the the, the lady that played that, that Ghana xylophone That's thing, that, yeah. I've never heard anything like that one. I,
1: you know, I heard Valerie Naranjo for the first time before I even moved back to New York. I, I'm from New York, but I, I was like in a subway stop in the late 80s and uh, just was going somewhere and just... Stopped, you know. I don't think I went anywhere for another half hour. So I was so thrilled that she was friends with Jessica, and so she's here today. This is kind of the friends of Jessica Haiti benefit, and we're really blessed because she's an ethnomusicologist and gets around.
0: Yeah. Wow. She knows everybody. That's great. Well, I won't keep you much longer because I know Deborah's got the next uh, set to prepare for. But um, you're uh, you're going to tell me about some of the uh, events you've got coming up. Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah. Well, for one thing, I want to say uh, we will have some new repertoire. I, I vow by the end of this year that some of the pieces that we're percolating on will, will finally um, make it out into the world. Um, we have some touring, which we're very excited about. Um, for the first time, we're bringing, and in fact, the full band of Metropolitan Klezmer is going down to Florida. So if you are hearing this message uh, between February 18th and 21st, or you can let people know, we'll be, playing one show in Lake Worth, which is near Palm Beach. That's on Thursday, February 18th. And then we'll be doing several different things down in Miami, especially Saturday night, the 21st of February, uh, Saturday at the 20th and Sunday in the afternoon on the 21st. So that's going to be uh, a great thing. It's very cold today. We're very much looking forward to that. And we hope it won't be cold down there then. Um, and then that's with Metropolitan Klezmer. And then Isle of Klezmos, which we're also both in, will be doing a nice little mini tour of the north country. We'll be up in Boston for – it's also a fundraiser. Um, although way. should I say yes, we, we do have um, the uh, – Keshet Cabaret, it's going to be what we're participating in at Temple Israel in Boston and then we're going to be not only um, live in Albany at the Linda Performing Arts Center but also that's the sort of auditorium that's part of WAMC, Northeast Public Radio so the show that we do there which is on um, March 14th on Sunday afternoon um, which we'll also be bringing Rick up as our special guest, the trombonist that we were talking about um, and we're going to be playing there, and then later they'll be doing a, a concert broadcast of you know the live tape version of that. So that's in uh, February and March, and you can look at that all up on metropolitanklezmer.com. And one other thing I'll tell you is we just found out that we got two different grants that I applied for. We're hoping a few more things might even come in, but uh, for sure this year, again, we're going to do our Klez by Gay Pride annual June show in the garden on East 12th Street called El Sol Brillante. And for that, we thank the New York State Council on the Arts. We don't have the date yet, but again, MetropolitanPlasmer.com. And one other thing that we're in the midst of doing, you know, we can't really tell you about it, but it's pretty exciting for us. There's a major label, sort of pop, sort of glam group that is going to have their third album come out. And in late December, we finally got to record the... um, the way that we have, a uh, I have to say, the, we finally got to record a version of um, a demo that they gave us. That's going to appear, and you know, they're like a Grammy-nominated, platinum-selling kind of group. And we are not at liberty yet to disclose <laughs> <laughs> the identity of this band, but we're very excited. And we had a rocking good time putting it together. Um, seriously, uh, we'd been waiting like a year for them to have schedule that we could fit into, and we went in and just. Put it out there, and it's going to sound great whenever it's released. We just don't know when.
0: Great. Well, thanks very much, Eve Sikular and Deborah Kreisberg, Metropolitan Klesmer. Thanks very much, and uh, for go have it. fun. All right, thank you.
1: All right, thank you.
3: Okay, so my name is Jessica Valiente. I'm the musical director of a Latin jazz and salsa band called Los Mas Valientes. And um, when the earthquake hit, uh, I guess I was very moved. First of all, um, I have a soft spot in my heart for Haiti. My mother is from the Dominican Republic, which you know shares the island. We have the eastern two-thirds of the island. And uh, Haiti has the Western Third. And as bad off as the Dominican Republic is, you know, Haiti has always had a worse situation, you know, because of just the sort of geographic and climate situation of the island and because of their relationship to much more powerful countries than they since since their independence in 1803. And, you know, when you're Dominican and you're growing up, you learn a lot of things about Haiti that are not very flattering and not very true even because their history is has not always been a happy one. Um, but in about 2000 I met a bunch of musicians who from the Dominican Republic who are interested in exploring the shared history because it is a shared history and we do have a lot to do with each other. Um, we are who we are because of each other. And so I've had a soft spot in my heart for Haiti a long time. Of course one of the things I thought was how far did the shockwaves reach like um, I want to know any of my family and friends were hurt and then as the details of the quake began to come in and I knew okay Dominican Republic was not affected I started to think that I do have many Haitian friends and I have had through the years and um, you start to worry and you also start to think what can I do um, as musicians it's sometimes hard for us to know what we can do because you know we're not law doctors and we're not carpenters. You know, building homes or going down to help the sick. You know, we're not nurses. It's, it's hard to do to have some direct impact. But we have our art and we have talent and we can share our talents with people. And you know, it's a commodity, so we can we can use this to. Um, raise funds. My my band and I had actually done something similar for uh, Katrina, but on a much smaller scale. We put it together extremely quickly in just eight days, and it was in a restaurant not too far from here, a New Orleans themed restaurant that's unfortunately no longer there. We got uh, three other bands, I believe so it was four bands. we had it sort of open like a jam session situation, and it was done very quickly, but we did raise you know about a thousand dollars and I thought if we can take a little more time and plan it right and have uh, do it bigger, you know that we can do more um, but my husband and I are very ordinary people, very uh, hard working people we don 't have any extra money i 'm not a person of means who can just sort of swoop in and like foot the bill and and put it together and throw money at the problem. Um, but all I did was email all my colleagues. I, I emailed every band leader I knew and whose work I loved, and I said, I want to do something. Who wants to help? First I asked the band. I had to have my band on board. But once I knew they were on board, then I asked the band leaders. I knew of this venue because my husband used to teach at this school. I knew it was a beautiful venue, and, they, and the Bayard Rustin, educational complex stepped right up to the plate and donated the space and people started emailing me say yes yes i want to do it i want to do it once the date was finalized a few people had to drop out because if it fit with their schedule or not but ultimately we had nine bands and i said that's a festival so um we had so much great help from the students uh we had a professional sound company that donated their time and they've been here all day and all night uh so many beautiful people have a volunteer to help the faculty at Bayard Rustin has been uh great and um there was not one penny of cost on the on the part of the the talent and the crew um and technicians um there were quite a lot of costs for the school and they absorbed them all in their own budget so we're incredibly grateful and um we decided you know there are many worthy organizations right now doing work in Haiti Um, And I encourage people to contribute to as many as they can or to their favorite ones. We chose the American Red Cross, first of all, because of its recognizability and their absolutely stellar reputation for doing nothing but good work all around the world. And because um, they weren't politically affiliated, they weren't religiously affiliated, we didn't feel like anybody could say, I don't want to give to the American Red Cross. Everybody wants to give to the American Red Cross. And the American Red Cross was also incredibly helpful uh, with the planning. And so the funds... 100% 100% of the funds from the ticket sales will go to the American Red Cross Int, uh, International Response Fund, I believe it's called. Um, and uh, and it's earmarked for Haiti. And even uh, many of the musicians were here selling their CDs rather than keeping the revenue for themselves because they did donate their time and they paid for parking and they paid for transportation. Um they donated the proceeds of their CD sales also, some of them, so, uh, so we didn't make as much as we would like because the weather is so incredibly cold. People don't know that listening to this, but it's <laughs> freezing out there. It's like two degrees, um, so we didn't get as much of a house as we would have liked, but throughout the day, we got a really good house, so we made um, some nice money to give to the people of Haiti, and the beautiful thing, I don't know if it's a beautiful thing, but the reality of Haiti is a very little bit of money goes a very long way, mm-hmm. you know, so we actually made enough money to Rebuild probably about half a dozen homes in Haiti, so we're very pleased.
0: Great. Well, thank you. It was a great. Great show. I had a great time all day, and a lot of really interesting groups. So, um, did a great job with it.
3: Well, thank you so much, and thank you for uh, you know recording it, sending out to the public. More people out there will know about some of the wonderful artists who are here today. The musical quality all day was stellar, from one end to another. So we were absolutely thrilled. Thank you. Thank you. Did you get it? Did you get it? It was like Dominican, but it was klezmer bachata.
0: With klezmer, did you get it? Okay. This is Ari David Al of the Klezmer Shack, and you're listening to Keith Walsinger's Klezmer Podcast. Okay, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed listening to those interviews and songs. The first interview we heard was with Metropolitan Klezmer band members Eve Sikular and Deborah Kreisberg, and we heard a portion of their track Shotkin Tango slash Romanian Medley from their album Surprising Finds. And second, I spoke with Jessica Valiente of the band Los Mas Valientes, and we heard the track The Dominican Girl in the Kosher Isle. I'd like to thank all of them for appearing on the podcast and for providing the tracks for us to listen to. So that's about it for this episode. Again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. And remember, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear on the podcast or have your music played or have your new or recently released CD reviewed, please write to me at keith at Klesmerpodcast.com. And now you can also find me on MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, and last.fm at username Podcast. And as a reminder, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed, tell your friends, and until next time, bye for now.